0: One of the greatest and most significant truths of all the New Testament is found right here in our text. And I want you to look at this, John 16, 7, the latter part of the verse. But if I go, I will send Him to you. night, and the pastor here at New Life Community Church. I thank you so much for turning us on, tuning us in. I trust as always that the Lord's going to bless you all over the place as we fellowship together here for the next several moments. I want to jump into something that uh, we handed to you about last week as we concluded the program. I suggested to you that I had a special announcement to make, and here it is. Are you listening? One of us in this audience is going to be retiring from active pastoral ministry beginning April 27th of 2024. That's approximately five months from now. As a consequence of that, New Life Community Church has decided, has made the decision that we're going to phase out New Life Telecast, this telecast. Now, let me walk you through just a little bit of history before we come back to that. Uh, Back in 1987, yours truly convened a radio program known as the Voice of Trinity. And for the next 10 years on WMVA radio station in Martinsville, we convened that program every Sunday morning at about 8.30. And then New Life uh, broadcast began. We concluded uh, the Voice of Trinity in 1997. In 1999, just a little over a year later, New Life Broadcast convened here at New Life Community Church, and that was with WMVA and also WYAT for a total of about seven years. So there were 17 years involved in broadcast ministry in uh, in terms of radio. Then... My good friend Bill Wyatt, who was a station manager, WYET at the time, uh, con- just continued to, uh, how should I say, influence me against my better, uh, my wishes. To be honest with you, he continued to influence me. Said you should do television. Do television. Let us do a television program. And God really started dealing with me about it. I didn't want to admit that at the time, but He was. And lo and behold, we began New Life Telecast. I will forever be indebted to Bill for that suggestion and for his tremendous help uh, during that time. New Life Telecast was with WYAT from January 26, 2006 until about January 1st of 2017, 11 years. And then we relocated, as you know now, we transitioned to uh, WBTW21, and our first program was February 26, 2017, until the present. We'll conclude on December 31st of this year. That'll be a six-year, 10-month run. If you've been keeping up with all that, that present uh, journey was 17 years and 10 months. So for a total of 34 years and 10 months, we've been on the air And what a blessing has been. You have partnered with us. Many of you listen to our radio programs. You've been with us through television, through thick and thin. And we really do appreciate it. I trust that the the message from the Bible has spoken to your heart and will continue to do so. And I encourage you to be in prayer for new life and also for Pastor T as I journey into a new venture of retirement. Retiring from pastoral ministry, I will continue to minister, uh, hopefully in this area. We're staying all right here in our little humble abode, and we'll look forward to continuing to bump into many of you uh, in and around town in the years to come. Help us get that word out. Uh, Again, I would be remiss if I did not thank, or thank rather, WBTW, Chad and his whole crew. They have been phenomenal partners with us here in this particular ministry, uh, very professional, and we just really appreciate it. Appreciate uh, their, well, how should I put it, their their loving concern about the retirement and their encouragement uh, with regards to the retirement. Okay, there's that. We'll try to remind you of that in the next couple of weeks, but uh, we're not going to uh, focus on it so much. Uh, We're going to continue the message tonight Uh, that we began last week, one titled, Separation of Power. Our text passage is John chapter 16, but I want to pick up uh, with an additional verse we're going to use, and that's found in Luke chapter 11, around verse number 13, actually the latter part of the verse. And uh, the record puts it this way, How much more shall your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? I've been asking the question, we began last week, we'll follow through with this particular uh, edition. We've been asking the question, what do you know about Holy Spirit's work in your life? Hopefully we're going to help you with that as we get into this teaching. Father, I thank you for each and every one that's tuned in this telecast, and I pray in Jesus' name that by your word you would speak to their hearts. Lord, I pray that you would encourage those that have encouraged us and partnered with us in prayer over the years we thank you for that in jesus name amen and amen hey you hang on i'll be back here in just a little while to wrap things up god bless have two of the most beautiful daughter-in-laws in in the whole wide world. One you know, she's here all the time, dear Emma. The other's Becky. Justin introduced us to Becky. And it took a few years. A few what? Took a few years. But Justin and Becky, I don't know how this happened, but they made Molly. Molly Page. our, Our oldest grandchild, the oldest of the nine, and we now realize, everybody say he now realizes, we now realize now it was for our good that Justin got out of the house, are you with me, hey let me tell you something, we didn't lose Justin, we still got him, and a whole lot more, in fact he called his daddy Or I called him yesterday. I'm not sure. I think I called him yesterday so he could wish me a happy birthday. (laughs) We still have Justin. As Jesus left, things were never going to be the same. Fill in number four with me on your study notes. But the apostles had their own responsibility. The apostles had their calling. I'll remind you once again, so do you. So do you. It didn't take the apostles very long to realize what that calling was. In obedience, they did what Jesus told them to do. In Acts chapter 1, verse number 10, we read this. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going. Man, I would have loved to have been there for that. Now, I'll tell you what I can be there for in just a sec. But it goes on to tell us when suddenly, to bless you, Lord help us. When suddenly two men, angels dressed in white, stood beside them. Listen to what the angel said. Men of Galilee, why do you stand here gawking, looking up into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven, look at this, will come back in the same way you have seen him. Go into heaven. Now, I wasn't there when he left, but I'm planning on being there when he comes back. Say amen right there. He's coming back the same way on the clouds flanked by angels and all the myriad of thousands upon thousands of those who have left this present existence in a righteous relationship with God. The apostles would begin to witness their spiritual family burgeoning in some ways that no doubt blew their mind just a couple of weeks after after jesus ascended there were three thousand new babies that were reborn into the forever family of god you can read about that in acts 2 and verse number 41 acts chapter 2 verse number 47 i think think it is tells us that this continued day by day by day God it God added unto their numbers added unto their spiritual family so you understand part of the family left Jesus left but he said hey don't you fret something good's about to take place and it did in the by the tune of thousands upon thousands now one of the greatest And most significant truths of all the New Testament is found right here in our text. And I want you to look at this. John 16, 7, the latter part of the verse. But if I go, I will send Him to you. Jesus is saying a couple of things. First of all, I want to reemphasize to you, He's saying, I'm going, but I'm not leaving you. I'm going, but I'm not leaving you. If I go, I will send him. Number five on your study notes. The hymn is referenced here. The hymn as referenced here as the counselor is none other than Holy Spirit. Who is it, church? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. The Lord left our, led our worship leader to sing a lot about this this morning. Holy Spirit. How cool is that? Listen, Pastor Terry has taught you well about Holy Spirit over the past 26 years. I've talked to you about who He is, what He is, where He is, why He is, what He is for. But one thing remaineth. Holy Spirit is not a novelty trinket. That is a luxury option for certain believers. I want you to catch this. Holy Spirit has been sent for a reason and a purpose. And you are that reason and purpose in many respects. It involves you. What is that purpose? Pastor Terry, tell me. You've piqued my interest. Well, let me illustrate to you or began to illustrate to you what the purpose of Holy Spirit is by offering you a very lame illustration. Are you ready for this? You might be thinking all of your illustrations are lame. Hear me out. Most of you probably heard what I'm about to tell you in civics class way back when. If they Did they even teach that anymore? Okay. The founders of our country, the United States of America, envisioned an ingenious plan. It's been referenced many times since then as the American dream. Instead, I'm headed to number six on your study notes, instead of coming together and merely electing a new king or a monarch to rule this pilgrim land, a somewhat complex system was envisioned and designed that created a separation of powers that featured a series of checks and balances. How am I doing so far? My I passing civics class so far? These checks and balances were intended to preclude or to prevent the future dominance by a similar tyrannical government like the one that they had just separated from. It would feature not one supreme leader only, but three co-equal, let me do that again, three co-equal branches of government. What are they, church? That's uh, uh, what she said. The system is comprised of a presidente, a president. The president, I have been told, is the head of the executive branch and the country more so in some people's mind than others the house uh, well let me not get ahead of myself The, the the president however doesn't dictate or operate independently did you know that much of his work most of his work must be approved by a legislative branch and I think someone said that just a few moments ago that would be the house and the senate under the umbrella of the congress which is designed to keep the president in check or balanced in theory the ultimate conclusion on many matters is left to the judicial branch which we know as what the supreme court the supreme court it is their responsibility to decide if the laws passed by Congress or executive orders signed by the president are, watch this, constitutional and legal. That's their job. They're put in place to keep the other two branches in check or balanced. Now, again, I'm sorry for that lame illustration, but this is a, is a way for me to attempt to define for you. The distinction of roles, watch this, the distinction of roles within the Holy Trinity of God. Now, to offer to anyone that God put forth an ingenious plan for us is a masterpiece of understatement. God's plan supersedes anything that I could ever, any kind of uh, definition or any kind of way that I could articulate it. Is that right? That is right. Number seven on your study notes will be the last note. We'll try to wrap it up here in just a little while. Beloved God is a triune being. A what? A triune being. Meaning, His constitution, His makeup, is manifest in three different forms. There's God the Father. There's God the Son, we know as Jesus Christ. And then there's God the Holy Spirit. Each form, this is the reason I took you through that civics lesson. Each form, whether God, the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit, each form has its own, his own unique role. Are you still tracking with me? There are persons who will argue to you that they believe in God, but they have no relationship with, with God incarnate, that is Jesus, the Son. When Jesus laid down the truth, now we've already established this morning that Jesus is what? He's the truth. And Jesus said in John 14 and 6, which I told you reflects a lot of what is in our text passage, Jesus answered, I am the way. Which way? Say it again. I am the way and the truth and the life. Look at this. We're not just making this up. No one comes to the Father except through me, says Jesus. Verse 10, he adds, Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? There are persons who will argue to you that they believe in Jesus, but they have no relationship with the parakletos that Jesus told us about the Comforter, the Counselor, Holy Spirit. Listen to our text passage again. Look in John 16, 14. It begins, He. Church is talking about Holy Spirit. He will bring glory to me, says Jesus, by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. Wow! Wow! All that belongs to the Father, to God, is mine, says Jesus. That's why I said the Spirit will take from what is mine and make it known to you. Listen to me, beloved. I'm going to embellish this a little later. I'm just laying a foundation right now. But God the Father works in us in this time, in this dispensation of time under the new covenant. God works in us by Holy Spirit. Are you with me? Don't let that scare you. Some people get scared because some flaky people have tried attempted to teach them that Holy Spirit will make you do flaky things. Holy Spirit will probably prompt you to do some things that's not very comfortable for you, but flaky probably won't be one of them. How can one believe in Jesus and not embrace who Jesus is or what He taught? or what he came to do. How can one say they believe in Jesus and not embrace his spirit that he gifted, that he poured out, that he promised to send back? Listen, here's how that can happen. It can't happen. You can't say something about Jesus you can't be in a relationship with Jesus you can't be in a relationship with God the Father unless you embrace the truth that Jesus presented about Holy Spirit the gift that's some good preaching right there in case you wanted to know listen under the New Testament so many people need to hear this today do you realize we live in a totally biblically illiterate society We do. Talk to some young people about the Word of God, those that have been reading it and hearing it taught for years and years and years. It it will blow you away. But under the new covenant, it's not enough just to say. Everybody say, say. It's not enough to just say you believe in God. Listen, God is not here to be believed in. He's here rather to be served think about James 2 and 19 you believe that there is one God good even the demons believe that and they shudder wow it's not enough just to say you believe in Jesus Jesus is not here to be believed in but rather he has come that we might follow his example of obedience to God the father's plans that makes sense with me about John 15 and 14 listen to this, Jesus says you are my friends if you are my friends if, if what if you do what I command listen to verse 15 I no longer call you servants wow because a servant does not know his master's business instead of that I have called you friends For everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. Which again is revealed in our text a little bit later on in chapter 16. Listen beloved, Holy Spirit is not just some nebulous mystery image to be talked about. He is rather purposed to live inside every single born again child of God and I trust that's you Romans 8 and 9 says this look it up don't you take my word for it Romans 8 and 9 and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ Holy Spirit he does not belong to Christ now I told you that Jesus had been dropping hints all along about these things Jesus was speaking as recorded in Luke chapter 11 in verse number 13. He says to the apostles, How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? How much more? Jesus was dropping some hints about Holy Spirit. Paul adds some insight to this whole Holy Spirit arena in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. The contemporary English version puts it this way, All of you surely know you are God's temple. How do we know that? All of you surely know you are God's temple and His Spirit lives in you. How do we know? Because His Spirit lives in us. Listen, beloved. I believe if the Spirit is there, you'll know it. Let me do that again. If the Holy Spirit is residing inside, you will know it. If you don't know it, it's not likely that He's dwelling within. That's serious business. God the Father has a role. Jesus the Christ, His Son, has a role. And certainly, so does Holy Spirit have a role. Here's a question I want to leave with you this morning. Do you know what Holy Spirit's role is what he, he has in terms of His living in you. Do you know what the Holy Spirit's purpose to do in terms of His living in you? Are you aware of that? Beloved, we're going to wrap it up right there. and Let me reemphasize this to you. In my own life, one of the most life-altering, life-changing teachings and doctrines that I have ever heard was when I began to hear, really hear, not just with my ears, but with my spirit, when I began to hear some teaching about precious Holy Spirit. When Jesus left to go back to heaven, just prior to that, as we've indicated in this teaching, he He didn't just suggest, He told His apostles that He was going to send another Comforter. I love that. Another comforter, another similar to but different from Him. Similar in terms of how He's going to be manifest, but very much like Him dwelling within. Isn't that an awesome thought that God through Holy Spirit dwells within the heart of man, those who have been born again, born anew of the Spirit I trust that, and for some of you, you probably never heard this teaching. Maybe you've heard Holy Spirit mentioned, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and you had no idea what the speaker was speaking about. But for some of you, you have experienced Holy Spirit infilling, and you know exactly what I'm talking about, and you know what a tremendous difference it makes in your life. As you begin to really live out a life which is a manifestation of God's power in and through you as opposed to you just doing your own thing, just living out of your head, so to speak. Take these truths to heart. I encourage you to go back, listen to this program. You can re-air it on a live stream. You can find that on our website, nlccalive.com. You can find this message and listen to it over and over and again. Listen to these verses, read them, Really come to know them in your heart and have a good grasp of what it's talking about. It will change your life. And as your life is changed, your home will be changed. The community, the neighborhood will be changed. And if enough of us get it, the world can be changed. Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every one listening in. And I pray that by your word, you've spoken to each heart. Challenge us, Lord, not only to know about Holy Spirit, your precious Holy Spirit, But I pray that we would know Holy Spirit and the manifestation of your work by Holy Spirit in our own life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, before I go off, let me remind you one more time. We will be concluding New Life Telecast on December 31st of this year uh, upon my retirement or in anticipation of my retirement next April. In the meantime, and hopefully for a long time, New Life Community Church is going to continue to meet Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Also, we have midweek activities Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. We would love to see you for any and all of these services. And the ministry activities, which are too numerous to, uh, to mention. We have Christmas programs coming up. They're always uh, a joy as we sing about our the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and all that uh, is involved in that Christmas season. I'm Terry Knight, pastor of New Life Community Church. I trust you're going to have a great week, what's left of it. And remember, my friends, Jesus is coming back. Is He coming back for you?